like no one you've heard before. Because he's no one, and you've never heard him. He has a face for radio, a voice for the deaf, and enough free time for a podcast. If you're listening to this right now, clearly you don't have enough going on right now. So settle in. Buckle up. You're listening to Bayou Ball Movements. Here's your host, Bill Jakespeare. Texans fall to the Baltimore Ravens 23 to 16 on Monday night. They are now 3 and 7 on the season and fall out of the playoff hunt. Season was over when Deshaun Watson went down. Um, they teased us a bit last week with a win over the Cardinals. Mathematically, technically, still in it, but it is officially over now. You can go ahead and throw in the towel. The, those goddamn Ravens are now 11-1 under Harbaugh in primetime games with a terrible, terrible quarterback. That didn't seem to matter tonight, obviously. Uh, we're going to start off with four reasons why the Texans lost you know what, this one was, it was hard to just jump in and do this, so I kind of skipped over all of the other, <laughs> quote, research, unquote, I would have normally done, uh, just kind of have to rip the band-aid off here. I don't know why it was so painful. It shouldn't have been. I mean, I knew this team was bad. God, I just I just blame the fan in me, man. Uh, I don't know, you look forward to these games all week. You uh, let yourself, I mean, you're, you sucker yourself in into believing, you know what, even with Tom Savage as our quarterback, I mean, we've, we've gotten to the playoffs with, well, you would have thought worse. Uh, and while we're on this subject, despite Savage's high points, both this week and last week, no matter how many good throws he has, no matter how many touchdowns did not throw one today but down the road I'm sorry you just can't convince me that there has ever been anyone worse than him at least in a Texans uniform and if only for the reason that he turns the ball over so goddamn much it is sickening it's repulsive how bad he is in the turnover department but you just watch this game, and they go down, and they score in the first drive, no problem. I don't know. It, it was the ultimate tease, and you know we had a lead. We're within a whole, uh, within one score of the whole game, but just, uh, just ugly. Just a another gut punching defeat. I don't know. I mean, the the entire city has to have given up on this team if they hadn't already. It's definitely, definitely over. But um, there were some things that stood out where if this wasn't the case, the Texans probably win. I came up with four reasons the Texans lost. And to be quite honest with you, I wanted 
you know what, I wanted this to be three reasons. You know, everyone likes the number three. It's a good, clean, rigid number. But there was just so many. And to be honest, this could have been five or six. I think I kind of combined a couple. But I came up with four reasons the Texans lost. The first one, not a surprise. It is simply Tom Savage. Mr. Savage had three turnovers and no touchdowns in the Monday night game against the Ravens. After going 5 of 6 for 53 yards on the Texans' opening touchdown drive, at that point, man, I thought, holy shit, we just scored on our first drive, scored in the first quarter for the first time since Watson has gone down. This offense looked great. Uh, We were helped out by a couple of defensive penalties, but man, it was exciting Got off to an incredible start, but it would be all downhill from there. Savage unable to lead another touchdown drive. That touchdown, by the way, a Lamar Miller touchdown run. The only credit Savage can take on that one was the handoff. The red zone offense was just awful after that first series. And I guess you're grading and being able to Reach pay dirt. Cammy. God, I cannot say that dude's name. Uh, we're going to call him Cammy. Cammy Fairbairn. No, I think it's Kaimi. That sounded right. Kaimi. With three field goals, he uh, he did his job. Just bad red zone offense. Like I said, settling for field goals. When you get into a game and your opposing kicker is the best in football, you're not going to win. You're not going to win a field goal battle. You needed to be able to score touchdowns to win this game. That did not happen. Savage finished 22 of 37 for 252 yards. And his opposing quarterback, 20 for 32, only 141 yards and no touchdowns. Just an awful... Awful game for Flacco, but here's the difference. No interceptions from Flacco. And that is one of the several reasons why the Texans lost this game. And it brings me to my next point. The second reason why the Texans lost, turnover ratio. The Texans were minus two on the night and are now minus seven on the season this team, as as flashy, as splashy as Clowney can be, getting into the backfield, disrupting plays, this team is just not taking the ball away. They are not getting the turnovers they need. They got a couple against the Cardinals last week, which, to be honest, you know, may or may not have been necessary in winning against Blaine Gabbert. But they did not get that tonight. And with the offense you have, you're going to need your defense to bail you out with a turnover at least once a game. At least. You know what? You should bump that number up to two and at least one scoring touchdown a game with how bad this offense is. But it's not happening. And it may not be fair, 
But the, your offense is what it is. It's not going to get any better with Savage behind center. You need guys on defense to make plays, big game-changing plays, and they are not coming through. Point number three, touched on it a bit. Justin Tucker, three for three with field goals, and every single one was the best field goal I had ever seen in my life. Like, if you were to digitally, you know, engineer a field goal on your laptop, that's what it would look like. Just high, majestic, straight on till morning. Uh, He was 3 for 3 with a long of 53, scored 11 points of the Ravens' 23. And someone who, he was even more impressive than the kicker on the Ravens, was the punter, Sam Cook. And he spells that name K-O-C-H, like the Koch brothers, but this is Cook. His punts averaged 51.3 yards, and he had five punts inside the 20-yard line. And, God, it seems like probably four of them were inside the 10. I don't know. Google only had stats referring to inside the 20-yard line, but he definitely had several inside the 10 and he pinned the Texans back deep, and despite that first opening drive, a 90-yard touchdown drive, uh, it was a farce. It was a fallacy. It did not happen again, and it hurt. And between those punts and a 30-yard pass he would complete on a fake punt on fourth fourth down, uh, that guy probably, without a doubt, is your player of the game. How sad. That's that's how shitty these two teams were. The player of the game was a punter for the Ravens who uh, had the best pass on the night, at least on the Ravens' side of the ball, possibly between both teams. Uh, the Texans returned just one of his six punts. That one was a 21-yard return by Ellington. God, it's the same story year after year after year, regardless of who's coaching them up. Our special teams is just horrible. Just horrible. Why can we not return more than one punt? One of six punts did we return. We had one that was muffed, and the others all fair catches. Like, what the hell? Like, what the hell, man? And some of these, you had one guy in your way. You're afraid of one guy? You can't beat one guy? Just spineless. A lot of aspects of this team can be summed up as spineless. And it And it's just sickening to watch. Shane Leckler, on the other hand, may be getting a little too old to uh, hang out back there and bomb it away. No bombs tonight. He had a pair of punts for 34 and 36 yards. That set up a Baltimore touchdown and field goal. He hurt us. He hurt us, man. Special teams was huge in this game. He averaged 43 and a half yards a punt. Only one inside the 20-yard line. And the punt game is, apart from the turnovers, the reason why we lost the battle of field position, why we had such a hard time putting any drives together. My uh, fourth and final point in this abridged reasons the Texans lost just this week. I could probably count to a 1,000 on why we suck so much as a team overall, over the course of the season. I narrowed it down to four tonight. 
but it was the inability to limit damage slash respond to big plays. This defense started out looking like world beaters. Unstoppable. With Clowney getting in the backfield, secondary, despite the loss, had their best game of the season, shutting down pass plays, at least early on. Well, the whole game. They didn't connect on any pass plays. Shut the run game down early on. But when the other team gets a lucky break or two, uh, they should feel confident that they will remain in the game because we do not respond well to these big plays. Uh, That fourth down fake punt pass. A couple plays later, Ravens scored a touchdown tied the game. After Savage's first interception... Ravens come back, convert another fourth down play, and Texans yield another touchdown shortly after that. So just, it's just, like I said, with as bad as your offense is, the defense has to nut up and make a few huge stops trying to defend a short field, and it seems like nine times out of ten, they just can't do it. Probably more than that. Other notes from this game. DeAndre Hopkins had seven catches for 125 yards. Made big plays on each of the Texans' four scoring drives. Which, like, holy shit, that sounds like a lot. No. One Lamar Miller rushing touchdown and three Fairbairn field goals. But Hopkins was active, eclipsing the century mark as a receiver, which is always impressive. He won the battle tonight going against a top-tier corner in Jimmy Smith. And that, was, and that was good to see. In a game where you're facing an elite defense, your wide receivers were getting open and making plays. Braxton Miller contributed, had the best game of his career. He caught five balls. But you just don't have the quarterback to make the difference uh, for, for it to matter. I was I was just sad to see your guys getting open, making plays, and then for Savage to just throw it all away. Disgusting. Uh, the running game, this is nothing new. The Texans can't run. They have a terrible offensive line, have gotten better in pass protection, although all defenders have to do is sneeze on Tom Savage and he'll cough up the ball. Gave up two sacks tonight, much better than ten. Of course, once again, we just can't run the ball. We can't run the ball. Uh, The Ravens entered Monday night ranked 26th against the run. And we got 66 total yards on the ground. Already, this team misses Deontay Foreman. And it's just rough, man. I said it last week. You have nothing left to look forward to. One of the only things was the development of your young players, and after Watson went down, the guy you were interested in was Deontay Foreman. He is gone. The Texans are back to being having a non-existent rushing attack. 66 yards Monday night. 51 by Miller. Whatever. Your fault, my fault, nobody's fault. Bad offensive line. Whatever, they're not getting it done. And... You did not get the Lamar Miller. You thought you were getting the guy who shredded the Texans all those years ago 
as a Miami Dolphin. It's just not him, man. He's okay. He's not winning you any games. I guess part of the reason why the Texans offensive line was uh, extra shitty tonight. Chris Clark left with an injury of some sort. And uh, Kendall Lamb, who has no business uh, being in the NFL, took his spot. Lamb got beat by Terrell Suggs on the strip sack. And uh, Texans at that point had a first down at the Ravens, 44 with four minutes left. Actually, that when that happened, you would think, okay, game over. And of course it was, but the Texans would ultimately have another chance to go down the field and at least tie the game. Uh, that strip sack led to a field goal that put the Ravens up seven. Savage would end up throwing his uh, second interception his third turnover of the game but uh Suggs two sacks beat Lamb on the strip sack and Jeff Allen on the other Texans defensive line again these guys look good in the first half but the the numbers say otherwise hardly any pressure on uh, Joe Flacco only one sack coming from Clowney and they did not play the run well. I mean, if you're look, it was weird. It was a weird night for the Texans defense because they played the pass well, didn't really defend the run all that well. Uh, Baltimore finished with 139 yards rushing. The Texans had been allowing only 92 coming into the game. As I said, Jadavion Clowney recording the only sack. He's had three in the last two games, and no one else on the defense has contributed one sack in that time frame. His two tackles were both for a loss. One, he's knifing in, just blowing up the play from the middle linebacker position. Uh, Blew up the running play eight yards in the backfield. But other than that, he was pretty much neutralized out of the equation in the second half. We needed to see him come through with some key sacks that could have taken them out of field goal range, even with Justin Tucker bombing it away. Needed him to come through with a couple more sacks, man. A strip sack of his own. He had a couple of couple of those strip sacks earlier in the year. Not seeing it now. Not tonight, at least. But he's pretty much a one-man wrecking crew. And definitely, this is this is where you, you miss Watt and Merciless kind of evening things out on the other end of the line. Uh, defensive backs with their best game of the year. Against a struggling Joe Flacco, who could not connect on a single deep ball. Uh, tried a handful of times and just wasn't close. I mean, the secondary didn't have to try very hard. I mean, they didn't even have to be in position. Flacco looked bad, man. I mean, the best arm on that Ravens team was the punter Coke, or Cook, however the hell he pronounces his name. Despite having their best game, the secondary, though, forced zero turnovers. One of the four consolidated reasons these Texans lost. Um, we can go in here, look at the 
the scoring drives. Um, you know what? This is just... I've, I've done enough, okay? 20-something minutes on this team is plenty. Uh, I'm not going to go through drive by drive. This is just silly. Long story short, the Texans miss J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless on the defensive side of the ball. Jadavion Clowney is having his best season as a pro to this point, but he can only do so much from his position. Uh, He has not come through with the signature game-changing plays that we used to see from J.J., Uh, in that 2014 Defensive Player of the Year campaign. He can't do it on his own. Jadavion Clowney alone, the Texans cannot survive on Jadavion Clowney alone. A man cannot survive on bread alone. We can't survive on just Jadavion Clowney on the defensive side of the ball. The secondary played well, played great. Held Joe Flacco, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, although he may be a far cry from what he used to be. Held him to only 141 yards, no touchdowns, but the kicker, no turnovers, no interceptions that hurt this team. Tom Savage is without question the worst quarterback to put on a Houston Texans uniform, and you have a whole hell of a lot to choose from. Despite the high points, and there are few, but they're there. Despite the throws to Hopkins, and it may be just Hopkins is making Savage look good. After Osweiler made Hopkins look bad last year, it's D-Hop making all these other suckers and yahoos look good. The Brian Hoyers, the Ryan Fitzpatricks, he made them look good. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is a reason why all of these yuppie quarterbacks have a job holding a clipboard in the NFL because he gave them some tape. He's the only reason they have tape to send teams, man. And I think that's what you're seeing with Savage. I think last last week, I mean, he turned the ball over twice last week, but a little bit of fool's gold. Uh, the Texans had two interceptions And that sealed the game for him last week, man. Uh, This guy is not good enough to win you a close football game. Uh, Tonight was just another example. Three turnovers. Another strip sack. I don't know how many he has. How many games has he started? Um, That is his fourth consecutive game. Fourth or fifth consecutive game with a strip sack. It has happened in every game. He has played. It's inexplicable. It's unacceptable. I just don't get it. I said last week he he has all the feeling of someone with two hooks for hands. I just don't know what it is. Is it frostbite? Is he arthritic? It's just bad. It's just so sad. And his interceptions, his two interceptions, not even close. I mean, he had one interception... That two guys could have intercepted. He threw that. It was such a poorly thrown ball. Such a terrible pass. 
that two Ravens defenders had to fight over the interception because it just wasn't even close to completion. There were two Ravens defenders standing right next to each other, and he put it right in between them. Just terrible, awful. The one at the end of the game when, I don't know, I don't know why, but you're just hoping for a miracle. You know, I've heard someone say miracles happen every day. Well, they didn't happen at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland, where the Texans remain winless. Unbelievable. That is just winless as a franchise. Uh, Just sucks. I mean, you're a shitty team. And we'll do the same thing next week. You know, who are the Texans playing next week? Next week, you play the division-leading 7-4 Tennessee Titans at Tennessee. That's another loss. You know what? I was fixing to say, oh, you know, if this happens, if this happens, uh, the Texans could have this one. They could pull it out. No, that that's over. I'm done tricking myself. I'll I'll be watching, and I'll be rooting for them, but I don't know why. The Ravens were struggling this year. Joe Flacco had 141 yards and no touchdowns, and we still couldn't win. That's how bad you are. Don't sucker yourself. Don't trick yourself into believing in this team for the rest of the year. You have some young talent. You have some amazing players, 90% of them injured out for the year on the bench. But you got some hope next year. This year, it's fucking over, man. It has long been over. That ship has sailed. God. Damn. But yeah. God, look, listen to this rant. Just this Tom Savage is terrible for sports in general. And my ulcers rant that I've been going on for, God, nearly 30 minutes now. That's long enough. Half an hour is plenty long to spend on this dumpster fire of a team. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, Bill O'Brien has had some some success with mediocre quarterbacks in the past, but not this guy. He's a turnover machine. You cannot win. When you are averaging two to three turnovers a game, you cannot win. You just can't. You won't. It's mathematically impossible. So, yep. Well, thanks, 2017. Uh, That was nice for about six games with Deshaun Watson. You don't have to keep showing up every week, though. I mean, who are you trying to kid? You got me this week. But, uh, But not anymore. Not until the week after when we host the 49ers. Then I'll psych myself up for that. Yeah, so the Texans, with their seventh loss on the year, they will have to win out to reach the uh, to reach Bill O'Brien's best of nine and seven. His annual nine and seven. Well, that would be a miracle this year. It's not going to happen. 
The South is much better this year. I don't see the Titans and Jags both at 7-4. and four. I don't see both of them uh, losing three more games. And even if they did and we won out, we'd all be tied at 9-7. and seven. We'd have a... I mean, you'd have, you still have to beat the Titans and Jags, and that, that won't happen. That won't happen. All right, well, just because the season's over doesn't mean this podcast will be over, although I think it is over tonight. Um, but we will be back next week uh, breaking down the loss to the Titans, and then, you know, that Niners game may end in a tie, so that should be an interesting episode. But come on back. It'll be worth the listen. You know, it's like it's like cutting yourself audibly. You know, just to feel something. Come on back here and uh, we'll wallow in our own self-pity. You have been listening to Bayou Bald Movements. And as always, you are welcome. <laughs>